Aw, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right. Lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. Bonjour! Welcome to Lagging Balls! I'm Fist. Hi, I'm Thorn. Hi! How are you? I feel kind of funny, actually. Really? Why? Well, I just saw Lore and Ian Hazakostas live on Twitch. Uh-huh. And while I was watching, I got this funny feeling in my stomach and my loins. You know, it's funny you mention that because I felt the same thing. Is it love? Better. It's Stone Cold Wow Lust. Hey, Lore and Ian... If you're listening, let's talk. Yeah, we have some special questions we'd like to ask you about making this duo of 4-0. <laughs> Seriously, though, the Q&A today was refreshingly genuine and candid, and we'd like to do a recap. So let's dive in, shall we? All right, so Saturday, we had a live Q&A with Ian Hazakostas. We're going to put the sh- uh, link in the show notes. Um, but basically, for those who don't know, Ian is the lead game des- designer of World of Warcraft. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at, at @watcherdev. The Q&A was roughly 65 minutes and had about 18,500 live oh. viewers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, I bet there were that, that many people. Um, we basically just turned off the chat because with that many people in there, yeah. you could not even focus on what was being said. Or what they were wearing. Or what they were wearing. And we're that was wearing. far more... <laughs> they did have some cool... Wow swag on though. Yeah, and Laura's hair was pretty dope. Yeah. If he would just unbutton the top button and maybe the second button. Do you think his chest hair is curly as his regular hair? I can only hope. Oh god. You did say at one point that you only wished you could uh, pet his hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> so basically they touched on a variety of subjects. We'll run through them briefly here um, and, and provide some discussion. So the first one, uh, as you can imagine, is about flying. Ooh. That's a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for a while now. And earlier this week, separate from this Q&A, they actually announced that flying will be allowed <gasps> in 6.2. Oh, God. So if you'll recall, I made that as a uh, guess at what they'd be doing. Yeah, you called it. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people called it, have called it. No, nobody else called it. But see, it that's was just the me. thing. You heard it here first, folks. Listen, kids, if you want something so bad, you just go on the internet and complain about it until you get it. <laughs> just make sure there's a... A giant amount of other people also doing that. Yeah. You can't be special and nobody will follow you. So, nobody will help. So there will be flying in 6.2, um, and it will be via something, uh, earned via something called the Draenor Pathfinder Meta Achievement. Meta Achievement. So it's going to be a series of achievements. Um, so they're really going to make you work for it. Um, so basically... There's a variety of different achievements to to make this up, mm-hmm. including exploring Draenor zones, which is probably pretty simple yeah, enough. Yeah, we probably are, are all well done that. Yeah, already. And I'm guessing that you know Tenan Jungle will be part of that as well. So yeah. that'll be the one new section you probably haven't gotten yet. It'll take like five seconds. Right. You have to collect a hundred treasure treasures in Draenor, which is really easy if you have the add-on uh, handy notes. That's correct. Yep. Handy notes it is. Handy notes it is. Good memory. Thank I haven't looked you. that up in a long time. Um, otherwise, you have to uh, complete the Draenor Lore Master, which I'm not sure how tough that is, actually. Isn't that just sort of uh, just doing all the quests and getting all the um, the cinematics? Yeah, so if you skipped a lot of quests in some of the areas, you might want to go back and... That's one thing that you can you know you can start working on now. Yeah, and the good thing about that is 
those quests in particular are really cool and interesting, and like you want to see these cinematics. Yeah, and there's a lot of good story tied up in this. Yeah. Uh, so if you care for lore at all, um, there's lots of great stuff to read and see. And if you don't care for lore at all, then it's just stuff to just burn through um, that should not be a challenge in the least if you're any sort of geared. Um, otherwise, there's a, a variety of other Draenor achievements they haven't specifically reviewed just yet or revealed just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, one of the biggest pieces is that you're going to have to raise three new Tanan jungle reputations to revered. Only revered, though, not yeah. exalted. So at least it's just that. Yeah. Um, and we and they did ask Ian more detail about that part in particular as far as how it will be gated and those sorts of things. But basically, once you earn this meta achievement, um, flying will be available to all level 90 vaults. Yeah, so... 90 and beyond. I mean, it does sound like a lot of work, but it's just one character, and you can start doing a lot of it right now, before the patch. And if you're one of those people who really, really wanted flying, I mean, it's worth it. And even if you weren't, we're all kind of just sort of waiting for this next patch. We're kind of sort of in limbo right now. And this gives us something to do, right. honestly. So yeah. Ian said that he heard everybody's feedback and they listened and apparently the entire development team were split on no flying versus flying. And Yeah, and it's nice to hear that insight. Yeah. He was very honest throughout this entire Q&A. That's the thing about this Q&A. Ian Hazakostas was speaking to us like equals. He was talking like a player. Right. He was speaking like any old WoW player. And it was really cool of him. And it was like, I was expecting it to come off, I don't know, like more professional or more businessy or a little bit condescending or anything like that. But it wasn't. It was just two players answering players' questions. And it was so cool. But anyway, the the dev team was divided, and they voted in favor of flying, obviously, but because there was such a huge thing about it in the community, they decided to go with flying. That is pretty cool that Blizzard is so considerate of everybody that even something like this, that's something that's not necessarily easy to change, um, they would change. For us. Yeah. So, he, that's cool. He gave us a little bit of insight in that, too. He mentioned how some of the things on the developer's end, um, they had actually stopped working on um, because they knew they had made the decision not to include flying in 6.2. Yeah. So some of the changes in not only artwork, but also pathing and, you know, limits on what you could reach in the sky, those sorts of things, those were all things that they had scheduled to work on to make sure they were ready for this patch. Um, and then once they made this decision, they actually stopped production on those things and moved development to other resources uh, for 6.2. So we should be a little thankful that they actually stopped working on this so that they could move 6.2 forward yeah. and get it done. Yeah, give me, give me the patch. Yeah, because we don't, we, we don't really, as players, we don't really understand the development process. And no. There's a lot more to it than, you know, things don't just push out the door as, as fast or simply as we think they do. They don't. If you're a hardcore player. Apparently you can get this Pathfinder achievement done in about three weeks. But that's if you're playing all the time. Right, if you're like, doing every daily, seven every days daily, a week. Every day. And there's a there's a group of, of dailies that are affiliated with the core faction, so Right, so Alliance or Horde. Right. And those are the ones that are kind of on the gated side. There are other ones that are not so gated that will also be affiliated with this whole meta achievement that you can do along with those. Uh, and we'll basically have the link to the Dev Water Cooler um, from earlier this week in the show notes as well as the link to all of this Q&A. 
Uh, but the next item on the list is the dailies. So there was a good question about dailies and if they're working as intended. And um, basically the answer is no. Um, yeah, apparently they, they fucked up. Yeah. They just admitted that they're mostly just mob grinds and that was not what they wanted. No. So um, they want to find a better way to do things like Apexis crystals. Um, they, they admitted that they didn't execute that as they originally planned. They hope to open the world to discovery more and admitted, uh, again, this is more of just the really candid stuff. They admitted that by removing quests, they failed by removing story and made it feel more like a grind. Yeah, he called it World of Daily Craft, which is funny because <laughs> that's what we called it when we had to do all those dailies in Mists of Pandaria right. every single day. But it's so cool that they can admit that they failed at something. Yeah. A bunch of things. Right. And he was specific about it, too. He didn't just say, we're sorry that things didn't work out. Yeah. We'll do better. It's, you know, it, it makes it, it seems like they're taking the blame for it, whereas other companies might just blame the players for not playing it correctly. Right. But not players. Yeah. That's why, well, that's why Blizzard's been on top of the game, and that's why the quality of their games has continued. Mm -hmm. um, and even when they fail at things, they admit them here, they, and then the idea of this Q&A was to talk about some of these things and talk about how they're going to uh, approach them in the future. So another failure they admitted was that the reward structure didn't work out as intended for dailies either, mm -hmm. and that they'd be fixing that in 6.2. Because who has the Pexis crystal gear? Do you? I mean, I did long ago. I but, didn't even. Right. I mean, if you're going to raid... Like, if you're any kind of raider, you didn't really need it, necessarily. Well, I mean, early on you did. Early on you could grind the Apexis Crystals, and they were easier to get when those dailies were just something you could jump into a raid yeah, for and go get them every there. day. Yeah, Right. No, nobody's there, right. including me. So, they they admitted that they want to... One of the ways they're going to try and fix it in 6.2 is to try and give the dailies more of a sense of purpose and make them... <clears throat> and give us more to do with Apexis Crystals and make those crystals more valuable. That's awesome, because I have so many. <laughs> like, so many. <laughs> I've been using them for the... the the seal of fate. Right, exactly. Every week, yeah. So another really great topic that was brought up was the garrisons. And they wanted, this person wanted to know if the garrisons would be something that would be going forward in the future. It would be like the, the norm in the next expansion if we'd still have garrisons. And they said no, flat out no. Yeah, just no. Uh, because they wanted the garrisons to provide rewards easily, but unfortunately it made it too easy and too accessible to get rewards. And so, you know, every time you log in, everybody's in their garrisons. Right. And that's where you want to stay because that's where all your shit is. Like, it's so easy to get everything you need and the outer world is suffering like you right. never see anybody anywhere and that was not intended no yeah the worst part is if you've got alts lots and lots of alts either you're completely ignoring their garrisons and therefore making having a garrison at all completely obsolete or you're burning yourself out trying to do all these chores and all these alts right and that also wasn't intended yeah and they're also nerfing the gold gains so um, they said that they were get, you're getting a lot more gold in your garrisons than they intended, uh, especially if you're doing it on alts, just all the gold quests and everything like that. So they mentioned something about diminishing returns on the gold no. quests, and we'll see we'll see what that means exactly. But that's how I get gold. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really I feel like it's not that much, but I guess no. it's, I don't really do it that often. So because you uh, you're playing heroes. Yeah, well, I'm playing both, but you know. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, they recognize that some people log on for a few minutes and 
the garrison was originally meant to give those people who were on for a few minutes before work or in between other things a little something to do quickly. Yeah. But they see that people are becoming completionist about it and they're logging back on every 30 minutes <laughs> and every 45 minutes and trying to make sure everything is taken care of and that it's all constantly followers going out and oh my goodness and oh my god. And that's not what was intended at all. No. So they, they also recognize that people are getting a little stuck. The people who do have a few hours to log on are actually getting stuck in their garrison and being lost about what else to do. Like me. I feel that. Yeah? I feel that. But there's so much. I know, but it just seems lately, it's, it's, the, this patch is in a lull, you know, it's yeah. sort of like the eye of the storm, just people are just waiting for new things and if you're not raiding, it's, it's hard to find stuff to do. I mean, I know there's tons to do, but yeah. I'm just, I'm so looking forward to the next patch. I'm just sitting in my garrison waiting for it, looking at my wristwatch. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're saying. So basically, the garrison over-rewarded, over and they're trying to shift back to a more balanced place and get people out of there and back out into the world. That's good. So there was another question about what differentiates the shipyard from the, quote, point-click weight, unquote, of garrisons currently. <laughs> Um, basically, they just said that they're more concentrated and condensed, that it's a brand new system, um, and that there's fewer boats less frequently for more individual rewards. So what does that mean? It basically just means that you're going to be sending these boats on missions, but you're not going to be checking on them every 30 to 45 minutes. Oh. I'm, I'm betting they, it means that the quests you're sending them on and the things you're having them go do are probably going to be something that you have them do now and go check on later, like gotcha. tomorrow or something. Well, I want it now. <laughs> but hey, ships are slow, so it kind of makes sense. Ships slow. Uh, another great item that was brought up was about um, raiding guilds and how the newer system for looking for raid um, and, the, and the ability to queue into things has kind of changed things and made it a little less social. And they basically said that raiding is the and uh, raiding is held together by the small group of hardworking leaders who basically spend a lot of time and contribute a lot, mm, um, a lot to making these teams happen. So the question, to, to clarify, the question was, you know, has this change in looking for group and looking for raid, um, not just LFR, but also the, the queue up system to get into raiding normal and heroic, um, has that change made it harder for raiding guilds to continue? The answer is yes. Yeah. Yes, it has. So... In a practical sense, this was a question that, that impacted us because we were thinking of our own situation uh, and our raid team with the, the Blood of the Scribe Guild on Boulder Fist. Mm -hmm. um, we had a full team coming into this expansion. We sure it, did. It didn't work out. No, it we've did been, not. And we've been in rebuilding mode ever since. Um, so ever since maybe a month into the expansion, maybe even less than that, maybe three weeks or so into the expansion, I think it was around a month. Yeah. Because we made some really good progress, uh, progress yeah, and then had to restart. And we've been in pug mode ever since. Yeah. We have maybe five core people who show up every week, and that's about it. And right. the rest of the time, we're just looking for a group. And that's been rough, because the, the system makes it very easy for you to not care about being on a team. Yeah. Um, so from an individual player perspective, it's a really good thing. More individual players can come in, do what they want to do, find groups for specifically what they're looking for. From that perspective, it's a great thing. But from our, uh, from a raid leadership perspective and from a guild raiding perspective, it's a little more difficult, it's a little less friendly, it's a little less social. 
It's a challenge, honestly. It is a challenge. And not a challenge that we were looking forward to. Not a challenge that we wanted to do. Right. So basically, Ian mentioned that the change for individual players was intended, and that honestly, the change in paradigm was a good idea. That the flex structure and the cross realm from the beginning, um, it's led to tons more participation. There are a lot more people raiding now That's than there good. ever had been. So from that perspective, you know, even even not being a fan of it from our perspective, from that perspective, we are fans of it. There yeah. are more people rating. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. There's more people seeing that content. That means they're going to devote more resources and more time to rating, which means that overall it's going to be a better experience. Um, and for the small percent of people who are actually rating Mythic, they've gotten a better experience overall um, because that's been the one area where you need a specified team of 20 people. Yeah. Um, but from a development perspective, it means that they're only devoting one set of resources to specifically tune the encounters to be set for 20 people. They're mm -hmm. not having to do it for 10 and then try and balance it for 25. Yeah. And then you don't end up with bosses who are easier for a 25 group and, or harder for a 10-man group or easier for a 10-man group, etc. Because you've only got one set uh, of 20. Yeah. Speaking of Mythic, they asked... Is Mythic rating even worth it when such a small percentage of people ever get to attempt the content? And they think that it is. They think yes. Um, it's it's something for people to aspire to in the game. Um, every game has some version of that. Yeah, the top end. The top end. There's something... The nice thing about WoW is that there's so many different playing styles and you can do whatever you want. Like, there's so many different ways to enjoy this game. Right. Even if you don't even want to raid, if you see somebody walking by with mythic raiding gear on, you're so jelly. It's impressive. You're so jelly. Right. I mean, <laughs> damn. It's cool. It is I mean, cool. This, this game is all about the loot. Yeah, it is. And that's, you know, a clear indicator. So. You are a slave to the loot. Right. <laughs> as am I. But, uh... And that's, that's the best way for players who really put in the time and effort to get amazingly good at this game and to go for mythic content. That's the best way to differentiate themselves from okay. the regular player. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. If you raid mythic, you've definitely earned it. Yeah. You've definitely earned the right to put on your sweet-ass gear and go to Warspear or, you know, more classically, Orgrimmar and stand there. And let people stare at you. Just let them soak it in. Just, just, and then click on people and see if they're targeting you. And you're like, that's <laughs> right, that's right. And then you like hop on your best mount. And you're like, oh, that's fine. What's going on? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. From a developer standpoint, it takes a very small amount of resources to create and maintain Mythic. So let's just keep Mythic. Let's just, let's just hang that in the sky, and every WoW player can aspire to it in their life. Right. And it's honestly, it's no different than raiding in the past. No. I mean, earlier, the earlier you go in the game, the less and less people were raiding, the more raiding was really reserved for the, that small percentage who were putting the teams together, um, especially when it was a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, so the percentage is a lot higher now, like they talked about for normal and heroic, because of the looking for group system. Um, and now Mythic is the only part that's actually a smaller percentage. So if they're doing all of the stuff to put all of the raids together anyway, and Mythic only takes a little, little bit of resources to, you know, make that the higher end of things, why not? Yeah. Super easy. 
Uh, one of the other exciting things that, that's coming up that we've mentioned is uh, time walking. Mm, so um, for this. And these, uh, the idea, uh, the question was kind of focused on, you know, why, like, why are you making these some of these time walking events based on PvP or pet battles? Like, uh, what if I don't care about that stuff? And the answer is basically these are bonus events. So if you don't like some of it or you don't care, don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. You don't have to enjoy this if you don't want right. to. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's a limited time thing. It's focused. It's condensed. And they wanted to limit the time periods uh, because it's it's something that's not meant to compete with the other levels of rewards and gear. You know, the purpose is basically to help gear your alts. Yeah. Um, so, you and know, it will. And, and, it, and we, I, we also found out that it was something they've been looking at and talking about for three to four years now. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying to figure out how to bring it into the game. And they just found out that from a technology standpoint, they're actually really close to doing so. So it didn't actually take that much to include that here. Yeah, and I think this is great. And I think that not making it available all the time is going to make it even more fun. Yeah. Time Walking Weekend, TWW. Right. I'm going to be looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm put it on my calendar. And it's an event. It's something we can get the guildies together for. Exactly. And hey, it's this this weekend. Let's all yeah. Do it together. Hey guys, let's go. And it's unlimited, so you can be like, hey, I'll get on my tank for this this time, and then we'll all get on our different alts, and you can tank, and we'll just have a grand old time. It's like holiday bosses. Yeah. And they're cool, sweet drops. Right. Everybody gets on their alts, and we all try to get the loot. Yeah. And they're sweetening the pot too. There's the the extra seals you can get from this, mm-hmm. for more more boss rolls and things like that. They're really giving you incentive to do it. And I like that they're varying, <clears throat> like who this is going to be kind of geared toward. Yeah. So, like for example, our guild is not very PvP oriented, but we have no. maybe two, three, four people who are really, really devoted to PvP. Um, so much so that I'm really glad they haven't gone anywhere because I really like those guys. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, I'm kind He's of so afraid mean. that anytime now they're going to head out to a PvP guild and I'm glad they haven't. But those guys, one of the exciting things from a guild leader standpoint is that when PvP weekend comes up, I'm going to be asking those guys to lead the charge. Yeah. And it's going to be really fun to have them be the ones who have all the experience and all the background and can lead, lead us all in there as a group. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. Just bottom line, when Blizzard gives you something cool, when Blizzard gives you a bonus, when Blizzard gives you a special event, just enjoy it, you know? Just enjoy it. Have fun. That's what they want. That's what you want. You're playing so you can have fun. This is going to be fun. It's true. There's too much damn focus on the complaints. Yeah. There's... Hey, here's this extra new cool thing. Yeah, but how come it doesn't have this part? And this how come part? it doesn't do this? I want this. It would be better if it did this. I'm going to stop playing. <laughs> I'm going to go outside. This game's so dead, man. I'm going to kick a ball around in the yard. Wait a minute. That's, that's a good thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so, the dungeons were brought up. And th- the question was something like... The dungeons in Draenor were completely obsolete very quickly. That's very fast, yeah. And what are they going to do to change this? And that is so true. Yeah. I really enjoyed those dungeons, but it seemed like as soon as the patch dropped, or the expansion dropped, there was all the dungeons pretty much available. Like, if you were grinding and pushing your way to 100 immediately, like we did, all the dungeons are pretty much available to you, and you just do them. You'd run them and run them and run them and run them and get your loot, then you'd have absolutely no reason to go back. Right. Really. Yeah. The loot levels were just so low in comparison. Yeah. That once you started raiding, you weren't raiding very long before you just never had to touch them again. Yeah. Never. And that's too bad because 
these dungeons were really fun. Yeah, they were. There was some good challenge. Like Akindun and uh, Skyreach and the purple one. <laughs> and there weren't too many pieces of them that were just maddening no. grinds. No, they're really fun. Oh, the one with the worm, the worm boss, where he like oh, yeah, yeah. sucks you in and <laughs> knocks you off the platform. You up. Yeah. yeah. Where do you come out? Drops just piles of goo and then you have to step. Yeah, you stand in them so yeah. he doesn't suck you in. It's yeah. a good fight. But to counter this, uh, the mythic dungeons, the mythic dungeon option will give people better reasons to run them because of the the, the greater challenge, the greater gear. And uh, and just if you like dungeons, if you like right. the five man formula, yeah, you can go and do that. And yeah. for good results, I fucking love dungeons, yeah. and this is going to be great. Yeah, and it's again, it's another, it's another way that they're looking to help reinvigorate the social atmosphere. Yeah, because raiding is social. You're you're in there it talking. Is. I mean, unless you're in like a hardcore group where no talking is allowed. And Are you one of those pugs polls, who comes in and doesn't say anything? Which is kind of boring. Um, but in the five man five man type of instance, there's a lot more opportunity for being social. And when it's mythic, you know, it's more difficult. You yep. have to kind of say some things. You have to at least you be have to communicate. Right. You have to communicate. And that's generally where it starts. Even if people are kind of quiet, if you talk about, oh, I'm going to pull this guy first and then I'm going to line of sight the rest of the group or something like that. Somebody CC the healer and, yeah. you know, mob. They, that's all stuff that you have to say to each other. Mm -hmm. And without, you know, that that makes you open the communication lines. And who knows? You know, that's that's where a lot of the fun from this game comes from. Maybe you'll meet some new people. Maybe you will. Maybe one of those people will be really responsible and and communicate back and then you guys will start talking and one of you will need a guild and then you join that other person's guild and then maybe you make a new friend new friends what was i saying um well, i'm not sure but there was a question <laughs> about whether this was worthwhile um whether mythic dungeons were something that again was taking up resources it's it's funny how these questions keep coming up because people keep like making these assumptions about how the developer team works and you know if they're like oh you made this one thing you should have been focusing your time on this thing yeah. instead so one how of the many developers up, do people think there are i mean there's a lot three like yeah. the three guys yeah. that like work all day they did mention that the team is in the hundreds yeah hundreds of people right Hundreds. So there's a lot of people working on this stuff, and they do have a plan. It's very professional. In case you haven't noticed, these guys have been around, and they've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Who else has done this for 10 years? So just to clarify, they threw in that time walking is actually not in competition with the production of things like New Dungeons. Yeah. We'll get New Dungeons. Right. Just, we'll get to it's it. It's okay. Um, another question came up very specifically, and this is the only class and spec uh, specific item that came up during the Q&A, but Demonology Warlocks. Here's what's going down, guys. They're getting nerfed into the ground. They don't want you to play. Right. That's Demonology. that's another one of those instances where it was really interesting how very honest Ian Hazakostas was yeah. about this. Now, I, I apologize to our listeners who are Demonology Warlocks, if that was your favorite. Um, to any Warlock listening who did not want to play Demonology but was forced to, this is 100% for you. Yeah. So basically what happened is every Warlock was rolling Demonology because they were doing so much better. And basically, they wanted Warlocks to have a choice. They never want any one class to have to be stuck where one spec is far and, far and away the only good spec, the best 
so far better than everybody else. Even though it feels that way sometimes. Yes, absolutely. And they know that that's happened in the past. They're trying to make sure that that does not happen. So Ian outright said, we do not want you to play Demonology. Period. <sighs> Which is just, again, far more honesty. That blew me away. It was, they're far more candid in this than we really expected. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. And it wasn't even just that he said something like that. He clarified that it's basically that Demonology is not playing the way they want it to. As a spec, it's it's too complex. There's a ton required. People are using all kinds of mods just to make it happen, yeah. um, and basically, people are are stuck playing it because it's just so much better. So, if you want to try and figure out, if you're a warlock player and you're trying to figure out how to use demonology because it's not your preferred spec, you have to go to icy veins and see this gigantic wall of text. Yeah. At which, to be fair, I've looked at that. I have a warlock alt, and it's been a huge pain in the ass because I can't figure it out. Uh, I mean, I just honestly haven't put the time into it, but I was really turned off by the fact that it was so complicated. So you're either going there or you're going to Noxic, which, another side note, he basically admitted that Noxic is misleading people because it's overly simplified. So the options were either to go to Icy Veins and deal with a giant complex thing to try and figure out, or go to Noxic and be misled by how overly simplistic. And either, either one of those, neither one of those, I should say, is preferable. He says apologies to the Demonology Warlock favorites. It's your turn for it to just be the worst. Isn't that fun for you guys? Yeah. Sorry, Warlocks. I feel bad for you. Yeah, we do. We've all been there. We have. So there's another question. There's lots of questions, but the next one was uh, about ability pruning. Wondering if it went too far. And wondering if we're missing too many spells and our rotations are too easy, mm-hmm. too simple. And Ian Hazakostas thinks, no, they're not trying to design rotations to be engaging when fighting a target dummy. It would be like an MMO dance dance revolution. <laughs> um, that was a funny way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of classes are feeling short and feeling awesome as a specific class and spec and... I get that. Mages got a lot of stuff taken away, or a lot of things turned um, spec-specific. Right. And that really threw me, and I remember feeling like I didn't want to be a mage anymore. I had spent so much time getting to love my rotation and getting to love my spells, and when they got taken away, it it was hard, and I almost just rage quit. Right. And found something else, but... And there were a lot of those spells that were very situational, that you didn't use very often, but you did have them for... You got used to having them for those situations yeah, when they did Yeah, for utility. Yeah, and then you just got taken away. And and they, they want us to feel distinctive and badass in our classes. When you have a favorite class, you want to feel like you really are that class. Like, yeah. you have these spells that you love that make your character the class that you love and they want us to feel like that and right. they think that they can do better than that yeah the example they brought up was rogues um, because rogues haven't had any changes in quite some time mm-hmm. and they just said they want a, f- a rogue to feel like he goes into stealth and he's a ninja and he's <laughs> you know he's gonna jump around and stab somebody and he's, he wants them to feel like a badass he wants the, the rogue to feel like something special and individual um, I think rogues feel pretty special, though. I think they're pretty pleased with themselves most of the time. <laughs> Stabbing me in the back. <laughs> but whatever. Um, moving on, they, they, they also talked about healing. Um, and the questions were about 
absorbs versus throughput healers, and if they're going to throw a bone, a frickin' bone, to the <laughs> throughput healers. Um, and basically, they said they feel like it's actually in a good place. So, you know, this, they kind of they were a little brief on this point, um, but basically, they're trying to balance it better. But absorbs are a unique benefit. Mm-hmm. So basically, he said, if you are in a raid and you only have one priest, for example, that priest should be a disc priest because everybody else is healing and disc priests are in a unique position to put shields on that absorb the damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of want one of those because yeah. of that unique benefit. So way to go, disc priest. Exactly. Yeah, they continue to, to reign supreme. Yeah. Um, but he did mention that Holy is actually in a really good place. Um, and so if you do have two priests in the group, the other one should definitely be Holy. And that's a great benefit. Um, with another excellent benefit and another good contribution to the comp. It's just, it's not the unique absorb thing that DISC offers. So uh, they're trying to balance that more. Um, I don't, it doesn't sound like they have that figured out just yet, but they do feel like the classes are actually in a good place. Yeah, and I believe that because apparently if they feel like they've fucked up on something, they will admit it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Professions? In the next patch, they're going to make sure that the professions aren't so garrison-centric. Thank goodness. And uh, the new thing that we need to collect for our professions is Fell Blight, and uh, it's going to be back out in the world. Yeah, that's good. That'll definitely lead people back out. Yeah, so you can find a fresh little node and swoop down on it with your new flying, <laughs> and then somebody comes out of the woodwork and steals it from you. Yeah. and good times, man. Good times, just, yeah. just like the old days. There was also a really good question about uh, mythic fights. Um, this one was a little bit above us, because we're not really mythic raiding, um, so the question we're was We're not mythic about... raiding at all. <laughs> don't <laughs> See don't episode even... <laughs> two about reasons why. Yeah. Um, but basically, the question was about the ideal fight length in mythic raiding. Um, some people thought that maybe they were too long. Um, but you know what? It's not all about length. It's also about girth. Yes. How girthy are the mythic fights? <laughs> and, you know, Ian didn't go into that. But uh, we can save that one for the next Q&A, I think. We could submit that one. I think Ian, I could how... submit it pretty well. <laughs> Ian, if you're listening, how girthy should a mythic fight be? So his answer <laughs> to that <laughs> about length was that there's no one easy answer. And basically... If fight mechanics for a full fight are roughly the same, then it should be around five to six minutes. And again, that's a really generalized answer. I feel um, like that's short. I don't know. I mean, you've got healers who are trying to conserve mana for that long. It's, that's kind of a long time. I guess. But, you know, if there are varying phases and intermissions, then ten plus minutes is probably the good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally, they're pretty happy with the fight lengths, except for two that they give as examples, and those were uh, Imperator and Margok. Uh, it's funny how we call. He said that people call Imperator an impregnator. Yeah, because we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that they have their fingers they on the pulse. They know what stuff. we're saying about them. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they said that they were probably too long um, because of the extra added mythic phase. Um, because basically, if you're mythic rating, you are adding on a new phase that you're not going to see until about the 13 minute mark, which means that you're already accustomed to everything that's happening before that. Mm -hmm. And you're only really progressing at that late stage, which means that if you're getting to that late stage and wiping, which is intended because that's how progression goes, you're still having to go through a a full 13 freaking minutes of the raid beforehand, or the encounter beforehand, just to get to that new part. So that part is not quite as intended. Uh, They're looking at ways to kind of fix that, but thankfully there were only a few of those fights. Mm -hmm. So they're they're pretty fun. 
um, and they're, they're, they feel like that's in a pretty good place. I think so too. There's a question about uh, convenience and, and why they thought that they had to make WoW so convenient compared to vanilla. And why do they keep making everything so convenient? They explained that they, they didn't want nuisance and inconvenience to stop you from doing anything. That's good. And it, that makes sense, <laughs> because in vanilla, and I should know, because I played because vanilla. Because you were in vanilla. Because I played vanilla so much. I didn't, I didn't know any better, you know? Right. Like, everything was a pain in the ass. Right. But I had no idea. That was the game. Yeah, and I accepted that. And I've always been a Blizzard fan girl, and... You know, whatever they subjected me to, whatever they wanted me to do, if they wanted me to run across Mogor, that's fine. Yep. I, that's fine. <laughs> but, but now people know better. Yeah. And people don't want to do shit if, it, if they're not going to like doing it. Unless, unless the reward is really good, they're not going to do it because it's annoying. Right. And I get that. They just explain that they're mindful of the downsides of convenience portals and looking for a group versus being social and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh... It's a fine line. It's a fine line, and they can't turn back now. Right. I mean, when you... And you had the olden days of having to grab people and make everybody run to a dungeon entrance. Yeah. Or have... Or just make two poor... Three poor saps be the ones to go there and go to the summoning stone. Yeah. You know, those, yeah, they're I'm never just, people are never going to deal with that again. No, since you've made it something you can queue into, people are just not going to deal with that anymore. Yeah, and and if you feel like the game is too convenient now, maybe try for Mythic. <laughs> yep. Go try for Mythic. Indeed. <laughs> there was fine. also um, so there was another kind of strange question I thought about. Uh, so the question was, do, do artistic integrity arguments carry any weight after the Twitter selfie patch? Um, basically insinuating that. There's no artistic integrity, uh, artistic um, integrity uh, left in the game because they were they integrated something like the selfie cam, and I feel like obviously that's a little bit of a ton- yeah. tongue-in-cheek question. I think they handled it well. Yeah, um, and can I just say the whole selfie thing? The selfie thing is comes with a stigma. You know, I mean, everybody likes taking selfies in real life, and everybody makes fun of people taking selfies. In real life. If this particular toy in Warcraft wasn't called Selfie, if it was just called maybe a camera, mm-hmm. people wouldn't be so butthurt about it. But yeah. since there's this taboo about selfies and people taking selfies on Instagram and stuff like that and putting them on Twitter, people are attacking the selfie cam. Yeah. It's, it's just for fun. You do not have to use it. You don't. Yeah, and, and I don't. I mean, I really don't. No, I've, I've he used it maybe once or twice the whole time ever. I like using it. It's fun. But if it, there's a lot of toys in my toy box that I never use. Right. Just because I don't feel like it. It's it's not a make or break thing. It does not compromise artistic integrity. And actually, a really good piece of insight came out of that. Again, this is right back to the to the idea that people have about the dev team and resources and things like that. I don't know where people get this in their head, but people were thinking that because Blizzard went forward with something like a selfie cam, that they did not devote resources to something else. Yeah. And the interesting piece of of insight that came out of this was that the selfie cam, not only was it in in no way competing with uh, other resources, nor was Twitter integration, they were actually both... Actually, the selfie cam in particular was a, a fun side project for one designer and one programmer who thought it was a good, fun idea, and they actually came in on weekends 
yeah. and did it as a side and passion project of their own, which is really cool. It is the, really the developers, cool. the people who are working on this game, they love this stuff. They love this game. They're they're in there kicking ass to do cool side extra things like this. That you should just if you don't like it, just who cares? Just let it go. Just whatever. Yeah, but you have to appreciate that this game is full of artistic integrity. It is full of cool little tiny things. Millions of little tiny cool things that make a measly fifteen bucks a month completely worth it totally. because. There are a million little things to do and to see, places to go, things to look at, I mean, things to collect. Yep. This game has been engaging for 10 years because each and every one of those people who work at Blizzard gives so much of a shit about this game. That's right. And they just cram it full of crap and nobody can like everything. Everybody's going to hate something. Right. No matter what, that's just human nature, but shouldn't we be glad that we're playing a game that has something for everyone. Yeah, and people who are making it who care enough to spend their own personal time to add this extra feature. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Right. I'm asleep on the weekends. <laughs> but they also brought up things like the Brawler's Guild and Rare Pets and things like that. Those are all side projects. Those are all pet projects of developers who are de devoting their own time and their own resources to bring these extra things into the game. So the next time you're going to complain about some of these things, just try and think of it from a standpoint of, of business. If there's a little side thing, if there's an extra thing in the game, if it's not one of those things that's really going to drive the vast population to do more and, and be in the game more, like a selfie cam, which is definitely obviously a side fun thing, yeah. then if it's not bringing more people to the game and making people keep their subscriptions, you've got to understand that it's probably a side project for one of the devs. Yep. If it's not new content or something that people are working on that's a main function of the game, remember, this is a business. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a game for us, but behind it all is a business. There are investors. There are people that the people who work at Blizzard have to answer to. It's a public company. And for them to be able to keep running things, they have to keep their audience engaged. They want our, us to play this game. And it's not the selfie cams that are going to keep us playing this mm -hmm. game. It's the content. And, you know, arguably, they've made some mistakes there too, which is another great reason for this Q&A and all the um, honesty behind it. But... Guys, get over it. The selfie cam is not something that they're wasting resources on that are competing with something else, nor is thing are things like Twitter. These yeah. are things that they're throwing in. It's another reason why some of these things took so long to appear. Mm -hmm. Because they're just, they're extra side things. Yeah. Not that we think all of you guys are the complainers. Because we don't. But some of you are. But some of you are. <laughs> and then basically, um, Ian also brought up how... He, he kind of apologized for the 6.1 patch and just said that the scope of it may have been a little misleading. Um, if, if you guys haven't noticed, there's a lot of patches that have a name. So things like Landfall or Siege of Borgamar. Those Steven are things. Steven or Mark. Yeah, Paul. Patch Mark. Pepe. Things, you know, things that are specific. 6.1 was not one of those. It was a smaller bug fixes thing. It was post-holiday. Um, it was not meant to be this big thing, but just because it was the, the nature of patches and what people kind of come have come to expect from them. Patches or hooligan. <laughs> patches or hooligan. <laughs> um, he just said that he, he kind of apologized that if it was misleading about the extent of the patch. It was yeah. really only small stuff. And can I just say one more thing about the selfie cam? Please. Okay, so I take a look. Okay, just... <laughs> You're really riled up about this. I am, because I like the selfie cam. <laughs> I do. God damn it, I want to suffocate. God damn it, I like it. And the thing is, and the Twitter thing too, like we didn't even talk about that. I like to take the selfies. I like to go out in the world to all my favorite spots 
get into a weird crazy outfit that I got years ago and take a cool selfie and then post it right onto my Twitter. And you know what happens when that happens? Do you know what? What? People like my Twitter. They like my tweets. They like my selfies. A lot. A lot. And then I I meet people. I get followers. I follow back. I meet people in the community. I learn cool things from them and we share all our selfies together and, and we're enjoying the game on another level entirely, even when I'm not necessarily playing. I love seeing people's selfies. They're funny. It's a chance for people to be creative. I want everybody who hasn't tried a selfie to just try it and and yeah. maybe link it to us on Twitter at lagging balls. Yeah. Show us your selfies. Go ahead. Show us your selfies. We're going to retweet your selfies. Everybody who sends us a selfie. The shit out of them. We're retweeting it for you. So go ahead and do that just for the just for the hell of it. Why the hell not? Yeah. Um and honestly, just think of it this way. How many years have you been spending taking screenshots? Exactly. This is just a, a higher quality yep. screenshot with some Glorified more fun screenshot. Yeah. Please make them sexy. <laughs> so a few uh, a few last uh, notes from the Q&A. The tier 18 gear, uh, there was a question about why the items in the in the tier were only recolors of each other. And basically, they mentioned how the only thing that differentiated gear in Mists of Pandaria was color. And that what, what they're going for here is more that one set is for average accomplishment and that the augmented set was for extraordinary accomplishment and that the colors were to more more to differentiate the type of activity. Unless you're colorblind. PVE or PVP, that sort of thing. Yeah, and if you're colorblind, you're kind of just screwed. Yeah, sorry. Actually, I guess colorblind mode, I don't really know what that would look like. I so don't know either. Hopefully that's very useful. And they asked about uh, 735 agility weapons and how there aren't any. Yeah, basically, if I, if I may, they... they they mentioned how the, the 735 agility weapons are, are missing, and, and the point that they brought up is that that's the top of Mythic. It's the last boss for Mythic, and uh, basically, you're not going to. There's such a small percentage of people who are going to be getting there to begin with mm-hmm. that it's really going to affect a small amount of people. But the balance to that is that the people with agility weapons are going to be getting their weapons earlier in the progression than, you. than the people who are getting them later on. So. It, there, there is a sense of balance. They are good at math. They do know how this sort of thing works. <laughs> and I'm not good at math, so I don't right. even know. Neither so I'm do just going to have to trust them. Yeah, neither do we. So th- the link to um, a full write-up of all of this from Icy Veins uh, is... They, they did a, kind of an approximate transcript of the Q&A. That's available on our show notes. Um, so you can go, go... Feel free to go look there if you want to see kind of more word-for-word of what yeah, you want to know. LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse. So, there's a new social media contest. Blizzard Gamescom 2015 is going to provide a hashtag every week, starting Monday, June 22nd. Nice. The hashtag will be a sort of theme, and they want you to show what the theme means to you in any way that you want, whether it be drawing, filming, baking, writing, stitching, sculpting, That's cool. painting, dancing, posing, acting, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Sounds so like you, a wide-open creativity. Very wide-open creativity. Then they want you to post it on social media with the hashtag of the week and hashtag BlizzGC2015. 45 winners at random each week get a variety of digital rewards. Mmm, digital rewards. I love digital rewards. I love them a little more than I'd like to admit. Me too. But one person will win 
the grand prize, including a trip to Cologne, Germany, for GamesCon itself. That's pretty cool. That is so cool. Just for social media stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do anything, and you might win a trip to Germany. That's pretty sweet. So you'll be able to vote for your favorite entries among the top ten in the final week and choose who should win the grand prize. Also very cool. So and be voting at the end. Yeah. And there's no limit. You can post as much shit as you can, and you'll have a better chance to win. That's pretty awesome. It also means there's going to be a lot of like small, random, weird things. Yeah. But... The possibilities are endless. Yeah. There's going to be so much weird shit to look at on social media. I love looking at weird shit. Because there's never a weird shit on social media. But it'll be like WoW related. Anyway, yeah. first ha- first hashtag is uh, June 22nd to the 28th. And the hashtag is friends. Oh. Share a great memory from the games or show how you enjoy Blizzard's world with your buddies. With your buddies. Now, if I had friends, I'd have a really great chance of winning <laughs> this, this hashtag. You have friends theme. in game, that's what they're talking about. Oh, right. So, that'll be cool. I'm excited. Maybe you could jump into the fountain in Dalaran and play the theme from Friends in the background. <gasps> That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's everybody, take that. everybody Let's take go that ahead. Off air. Let's cut that part and take that off air. Okay. And do that ourselves. Nobody, nobody steal that idea. Yeah, don't steal that idea, guys. <laughs> like that. Right. You can cut that out. And splice that into your video if you want to use that right. for the hashtag. Yeah. And then you can go you can go to Germany and thank me later. Yeah. Send me back um uh Germ- Germany food. Bring me back something French. Uh, as always there's a link to the full uh, link for this in the show notes, so feel free to look at more. You better there. look at those show notes. There's also a shipyard preview. So there's a dead water cooler. Shipyard? Ship. Ship 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 shipyard. Poop deck. Shipyard. The poop deck is on the shipyard. <laughs> so there's a preview um, about the shipyard that you can get if you have Garrison level 3. Which we all do. We all do, by now, definitely. Um, and basically the ships are going to be managed much like Garrison followers. Mm. Uh, which I think is really cool because the whole thing seems like a very nostalgic throwback to Warcraft 2. Definitely. Um, even right down to gathering the oil, which is going to be a big part of this. But I thought... And apparently so did a lot of people. Including me. You could get on your ship or submarine and drive it around. Right. Apparently this is not the case. Yeah. My heart is broken. It's really that big a deal? Yeah. Aww. I wanted to go on the ships. I wanted to be the captain. You're still going to be a captain. Toot toot. Aww. <laughs> You're breaking my heart with how cute that is. Wah. You're going to be more like the Admiral. You're going to be planning all the ships and being in charge of the entire overall strategy. I guess. Pulling all the strings, man. I guess. But yeah, it does not appear that you're actually going to be on the ships No, but you will have special crew members, and depending on what race they are, they'll have cool special abilities for your ships. Yeah, they'll buff the missions. Yeah. Uh, so very, very much like... Um, Follower missions. Your followers, yeah. yeah. The different abilities and buffs that you can get. Yeah. Same sort of thing. And um, the ship abilities uh, will be similar to follower abilities, like Dancer, Hearthstone Pro, uh, but ship-oriented. Like ships. Like super pirate. And, and poop deck progress. Yeah, and naval officer Bill. Um, but yeah, there's equipment, crew members, and abilities, and all that sort of And thing. lots of types of ships. Yeah, totally. Including submarines. 
But again, you, you can't get in them. It's gonna be okay. It'll be okay. I, tr I trust Blizzard. I trust you. There'll be a link to more info and cool photos in the show notes. Speaking of friends, uh, Battle.net.com has increased their friends list. Battle.net.com? <laughs> <laughs> Battle.net.net. <laughs> wrong again. Try again. Battle.net friends list <laughs> has doubled to a total of 200. Thank God. Yeah. I... Because you have so many friends. You know what? It's not even about having a lot of friends. It's just playing a lot of Blizzard games. Sure. Sure. Everybody who plays Blizzard. You don't have to try to make me feel better. <sighs> okay, look. I'm, I'm running the raids in WoW for our guild. It's everybody in our guild. It's all the pugs that we've picked up, all the people we have to keep track of to try and get into the group every week. That's a lot of people. Not even many of which I, we necessarily. He's just trying to make to me feel better because and I'm unpopular. It's all the people that I've hooked up with in Heroes of the Storm to try and group with because you don't want to queue alone because that's a little maddening. Mm -hmm. It's all the people from Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, yeah. If if I were somebody who played Diablo, which I wish I was, and and I will be getting to that soon, there's all the people that you would know from Diablo as well. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I've never even touched StarCraft. So I mean, there's so many people. If you're playing multiple games, you don't have the room. So. As, as few games as I played, my friends list was full, and I was having to delete people who hadn't been on in a long time and things like that in order to play other games and have room. Um, and now they've upped it, they've, they've literally doubled it from 100 to a full 200 now, so thank Rick. you, Blizzard. Thanks, Blizzard. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm, because we know you can't stop talking about it either. In Heroes of the Storm news this week, uh, the road to BlizzCon fully kicked off. The tournament qualifiers started today, which is June 13th, Saturday. There were 90 teams that registered for this bad boy. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, and for good reason, because there's a lot of really good... I think there was something like $15,000 worth of prizing for this specific section. That is a fat money cake. Right, there's something like a million bucks altogether. Um, trips to BlizzCon, all that sort of thing. Uh, but this is just the qualifier event, which is a full 15 grand, which is pretty cool. Mm. I mean, it's something like five grand for the top team, and yeah, I'll take two it. for the next two or something like that. And then a bunch, wow. bunch of others get Battle.net, um, you know, Blizzard game card type things. Nice. Which is pretty sweet. I would take that. I would take anything Blizzard gave me. They'd be like, oh, I just blew my nose on my shirt. Take my shirt. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> But Thank you, Ian Azacostas, <laughs> for your soiled shirt. Lord, give oh, us your Lord. soiled hair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, this is getting into a weird, weird spot right now. But basically, um, there wasn't a lot of news this week uh, for Heroes because so much has happened recently. So the Road to BlizzCon event uh, is the first one. Road to BlizzCon. We're going to have to make a song for that. Driving um, down the road to BlizzCon. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> But no, the, this is the first. There will be two more. And again, I'm sorry to clarify. We're talking about we're talking about North America. So this is June, the first North America qualifier. There will be another in July and another in August. Uh, but there's more info uh, in our show notes, linking to the official blog post, uh, so you can find out all you want. Shoutouts for this week. We just want to send a quick shout out to our friends over at BlizzPro and the Heroes Power Hour. Hi guys. Hey guys. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, Twiz and all the gang are really hooking it up with all kinds of great 
really great info and guides. They have a really good show called The Heroes Power Hour. The first half is all discussion and updates. Second half is all them playing games and trying out specs and uh, running through some of the stuff they talked in the, about in the first half. And the first half is a, a video podcast you can download and take with you. And the second half is the gameplay, which you can find on YouTube. Oh, very, very entertaining. It is very entertaining. These guys are a blast. Um, and uh, Charlie, uh, thanks for the shout out uh, and your shows. We appreciate that as well. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Very cool. Uh, secondly, uh, shout out to Kickback Gaming, our friends uh, with a team in the Road to BlizzCon June qualifier. Good uh, luck, way to fellas. go, guys! Yeah, kick some butt in there. Happy to happy to be friends with you. We appreciate all the all the uh, support on Twitter. Hey, gang! We need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff, delicious content like questions, topics to cover, content segments, guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even give some shoutouts and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh. If you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! Selfie, selfie, selfie! Take a selfie of yourself, you piece of shit, and win two motherfucking tickets to BlizzCon! Motherfucker! Take a selfie of your own badass in-game each week and win fabulous fucking prizes! All your lazy ass has to do is find the location shown on the weekly competition and match it with your own selfie. Submit your pick to the competition and that's all the hell there is to it. So get your avatar ass in-game and start snapping them selfies, bitch. Get the link in the show notes and get to shooting. And now, prepare to dive into the mind of your typical mage with Mage Confessions. I can boost your intellect, but I'm not a miracle worker. I spent the weekend at the Galliwick's Pleasure Palace. I don't remember anything. There's at least one week a month where I wouldn't recommend doing with me. If this group wipes one more time, I'm gonna... Wait patiently and rebuff because I really need the drops. I'd link out of awkward situations. Follow Mage Confessions on Twitter at Mage Confessions. <laughs>